Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making your way here, checking out the series. Please hit the subscribe button if you're not already a subscriber. I put out three new interviews every single week, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. And of course, you can find us at all the usual podcast spots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, or YouTube, where you'll also find the video version. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Tim McElrath from Rise Against. We're going to be talking about the new album, Nowhere Generation. It's the Chicago punk band's ninth album. We get into who the Nowhere Generation is and who these songs are directed at, how the American dream and what it means and stands for has changed over the years, and what the older generations have done to the earth and society. Uh, McElrath also uh, will take us back to their mainstream breakthrough, Swing Life Away, how it gave the band permission to write softer songs like this LP's uh, Forfeit. We also hear about their eventual plans for Ghost Note Symphonies Volume 2 and the hope that ultimately grows from their song's dark places. Let's do this discussing Nowhere Generation. It's Kyle Meredith with Rise Against. Hey, how we doing? So first off, uh, congratulations, not on just putting out another amazing record, which is no small feats when you're this far in your career. I know that's not a given and you guys have done it, but it's also, as I'm reading here, the uh, number one on Billboard's hot hard rock. So you've got a number one record on your hands. Congrats. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty exciting. I think we're always excited. Or I'm just always excited whenever you uh, put the key in the uh, engine and it, and it still turns over, you know, and, and people are still digging it. So that's always a it's always a good thing. Well, I know you've had um, uh, no shortage of uh, of material that you could have pulled from mm-hmm. uh, over the past few years, and I think uh, as fans, I think a lot of us were really curious as to what that was going to be, which direction you were going to be, and what you decided to go for. I, I got to tell you, at once seems like it should have been obvious to me all along, but it it, it was almost like. You didn't go for the actual obvious stuff. You didn't go for the direct politics of, of the presidential, of, of what happened over the last four years. Mm-hmm. You, you sort of took this wide view. And I'll let you talk about it. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but but who is the nowhere generation and, and what who is that directed at? 
Yeah, like you said, being an American political punk rock band for the last four or five years, there hasn't been a lot. There hasn't been a shortage of material to sing about. There's been a lot of actually low hanging fruit to sing about. So I had to think about like, well, what, where, what do we add to this conversation? And what should we be talking about? And what can, where can our songs be helpful? You know, um, and not just kind of piling on to some of the problems. And it made me think about a lot of the underlying reasons we are where we are. Um, it made me think about like, not just the names in the headlines, you know, but also like the ideologies behind those names, you know what I mean? Where those ideologies come from? Why are we as people so torn into different camps and like different tribes and what's, what's causing that, you know? Cause I, I think, I believe that like human beings are, we're generally good people and we can be reasonable and then we are sort of manipulated by external forces. And so I wanted to think about what those external forces are. And that got me thinking about um, this younger generation and the soil in which they are growing in. And if there's something wrong with that soil and asking the questions like, is their experience different than say my experience when I grew up, you know? And if it is different, how is it different? You know, and at what point do we stop making fun of millennials, you know, and start listening to what they have to say and really lend an ear to their fears and anxieties about what tomorrow looks like. And that became this whole nowhere generation concept, this, this generation of people who kind of feel invisible. They feel like they're slipping through the cracks. They feel like no one's listening to them. They feel like people are dismissing or shrugging off um, their concerns and so when that happens, they get sort of disengaged from the institutions around them. And that's kind of what the record ended up kind of veering towards. I, I don't know if it was intentional, but it, it does seem like there's a callback uh, in in the song, in the title track, Nowhere Generation, to the song Satellite, because you have that line back then, uh, we are the orphans of the American dream. Yeah. And if that wasn't purpose or if it's not, I, I would be curious, like, how has your view of what the American dream has meant changed for you yeah i mean when i grew up um like a uh, a single income family could live a middle class lifestyle in america right um is that true today you know that's a question that we have to ask and well oftentimes the answer is no like when i grew up you know we weren't throwing around terms like concentrated wealth and the, the one percent you know which are now kind of household terms now um there, there has been a shift, right? And there's been a shift away from looking at life, you know, as a, and the world is like a long-term way or looking at this country in a long-term way. And how do we grow and, and create opportunities for people to thrive? And if the shift has been to more of a short-term thing, like, you know, how do we make as much profit as we can for as many shareholders as we can? And that disconnect, I think, is one of the things that is the, the impact is falling on young people and it's falling on future generations. You know, we're looking at downward mobility instead of upward mobility, you know, and that's something that nobody wants to see. And so that's something I think we need to start talking about and addressing. It's interesting. You and I are only um, two or three years different. Uh, you just got me by a couple of years there, I think. Okay. And it, it, it is because growing up, like that was still part of, of where I came from. I mean, I'm, I'm from rural Kentucky in the middle of it, mm. you know, it's a small place, but you still heard about that. You know, I was still to an age where I was living off of my older siblings and my parents reruns 
and everything. So I was getting mm. that. So the American dream was still being sold to me at the time of also Reaganomics and everything. The trickle down wasn't happening. And we saw that. I mean, it, and now seeing that the younger generation is just like, oh, to hell with this, you know, <laughs> is not all that surprising. But for folks my age, it has been a bit of reckoning that's had to come along with that. Yeah, like you had to put yourself in the shoes of somebody who keeps getting the goalpost moved on them. You know what I mean? Somebody who's running the race, they're doing what they need to do. They're, they're working, they're going to school, they're paying off loans and like they're going as hard as they can and the finish line just keeps moving, you know? And so when that happens to somebody, they react the same way we probably all would react. They'd eventually just put their middle fingers up and be like, wait, <laughs> you know, this wasn't part of the deal. This wasn't part of the contract. I agree to do my part. Now, where is the other part, you know? And so it's hard to blame young people or any, I keep saying young people, but like people our age are going through this, people older than us are going through this. Um, it's hard to blame them if they start to feel detached from the institutions around them that are meant to help them thrive. You know, that's why we exist in some sort of civilization, some sort of society. It's why we decided not to be just cavemen. You know, we decided to actually organize. It's why we all, we all agree to stop at red lights when they turn red, you know, so the other person can go. We do this. We make compromises to exist in these societies, you know, and the idea is that if you stop at the red light and let the other person go, eventually you're going to get your turn. You know, that's why you do it. You know, that's something we just understand. And sometimes people just aren't getting their turns and they're thinking, I've been at this red light for a long time. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. So, so when you approach it in the songwriting then, you know, getting to this actual album, I think one of the surprising parts, it's maybe surprising is not the right word, but the fact that you use the word we. I mean, you're talking about someone younger than you. You're talking about another generation. And I understand that you're coming at it maybe from an anthem point of view. Like this is the moment everybody gets to sing it live. Yeah. But but is there some kind of, um, I don't know, compromise when you're writing that, that you sort of put yourself with? And I know not like I is not always the artist in a right. song. Like that's a rule and everything. But when you're using that word we in these moments, is, is there sort of a compromise for you within that? I don't think about it that much when I'm writing the song. You're right. It was like a, a, an anthem of sorts. I guess I always picture these songs when I picture when I'm writing them, I picture playing them. I picture playing them live. You know what I mean? I picture that show and being on that stage and having the people in front of me singing the songs back with me. And when that image is created in my head, like the word we just comes out. It's like it's, we're all in this together. We are this community because it's like, it's more important to me to like see your lips moving, you know what I mean? And to see you singing it along than it is for me to be singing. You know, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to connect, you know what I mean? And so I guess like without overthinking it, like that's what I was trying to do when I put it together. 
I, I do think there are those moments in there that um, that hit closer, I guess, to, to our our group, our era and our generation sooner or later, maybe the most obvious one to me. Although, do I remember reading that, that you didn't exactly write that as an indictment to what we've done, but it does feel like that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, it's one it's one of those classic tales of like, eventually you'll have to pay the piper. You know, I mean, this is coming like this is happening, whether you want it to happen or not. Well, you can debate it, you know, all you want, but this is going to happen. You know, we're going to have to grapple with these things, especially if we are no longer committed to really solving these things. Then we're going to figure out, like, well, what is the world going to look like in, you know, in, in, in a, a less equal place, a place more um degraded environmentally you know all these things just as we have this impact on the world around us well on the flip side of all this there is a really uh gentle moment uh, again i don't know if that's the right word but it forfeits i mean now we get mm-hmm. to the ballad i laughed out loud when i was reading that uh, you said you were nervous about playing it and it becoming a hit i mean this is somewhere you've been before is, is it something that's really still concerning for you uh not so much that that one was just actually just like it was my first um, venture into like finger picking, you know what I mean? Which my producer convinced me to do. He's like, you can do it. So I was like, all right, but if people like this song, I'm gonna have to really be able to deliver. So luckily I've had a lot of time in this pandemic to practice it, so I'm ready for day one. Um, but uh, yeah, like, you know, Rise Against fell backwards into the ballad world with our song Swing Life Away, you know, like years ago, that was like, the origin of Swing Life Away was a song that I wrote with no real intention for what it was going to be. And around the same time, an independent label called Fearless hit us up and asked if we would contribute a song to their Punk Goes Acoustic compilation. And we were still on our first record, and you know. And so we gave them that song, and I guess the word now would be viral. You know, like the song got a lot of attention. It came out on our major label debut, and then it went, it went from there, and which was crazy because it wasn't our intention. But what was great about it is it then gave us permission to do songs like that for the rest of our career, you know, because people embraced it. They saw that this is still Rise Against. This is still Rise Against DNA, you know, like in this song. And so we did songs like People Live Here and Roadside and Hero of War. And then our the latest acoustic song is, is Forfeit. So I like that we've always been a band like um, that's been unafraid to like, pull out every weapon we have in our utility belt you know it's interesting when i hear swing life away because it's not a song that i hear every day but every now it'll come on and i don't know why i don't know why my brain's got this block but i'm like oh right this is just acoustic because in my head i hear that song as like the full band version (laughs) like it's like it's it's the reverse ghost note symphony in my head like i don't know if that (laughs) that can ever happen you know but uh I love that. Well, it's great because it's, a song should be a feeling. You know what I mean? Like it should give you a feeling. That's what it's about. You know what I mean? Like I read, um, you know, you read like a record review or something down there, describe like a band's origins or roots, and then they describe like what they sound like. And then there might be a disparity between the two. And to me, it's like, but we're just trying to create something that makes you feel the same way we felt when we heard our favorite bands. And so that's what we're talking about. when we're talking about influence. We're not talking about like, stealing chords you know what i mean and like going to the same producer and trying to sound like somebody else we're creating a feeling 
the uh, the ghost notes uh, have uh, continued. You've done a, a version of uh, of the title track, A Newer Generation. I did think a lot of uh, a lot of us thought that maybe Volume Two was going to be the next follow up, but was that ever in the plan? I mean, you name something Volume One, you know, you're setting yourself for people like me going. So when's the next one? <laughs> right. Yeah, that was a great way to like. Um... I think hold ourselves to it too. You know what I mean? Uh, it was like, cause I th- when we made that record, it honestly, it started as going into a studio to do two or three songs that were just going to be like bonus something. And two or three turned into six, six turned into eight. Next thing you know, we had like, you know, 10 or 11 songs. We're like, wait, this is actually like a record, you know? But honestly, like the 10 or 11 we did, we were still talking about like, you know, five, six, seven more, but we, but we only spent 12 days on it. And so instead of capping it at that, we're like, you know what, let's come, let's put a pin in this. Let's come back. Let's leave these ideas on the table, get more ideas from our fans, see if they like this thing, you know, and if they do, let's come back one day and, and reopen this can of worms and get back into it. So uh, was it going to be our next release? I mean, 2020 was a year turned upside down. So there were definitely times <laughs> everything was on the table at one point, you know? Um, and is it, is it something that we'll uh, look at in the future? Absolutely. You know, we all, we still talk about it and I'm just excited that our fans um, really did like embrace it and not just kind of like move on. Like they still talk about it and, they, and it's great to hear uh, how, how people uh, reacted to it. I mean, all of my favorite songwriters, I think that's the way they write. I mean, even, you know, stretching back, Bob Dylan. I mean, he'll write five different versions of one song, and they're all completely different, you know. And right. and and so many artists to do after that. The idea of what a song can be, and that one the one thing that you write can be so many different things if you choose that, you know, the sliding door scenario, you know, the fork in the road, whatever. But uh, but hearing you all do this, you know, getting that other version, I mean, that's something really special that I, I love as a fan, anyway. Yeah, like I, I'm a believer that like a great song should be able to be deconstructed and played around a campfire for years to come. You know what I mean? Um, you can do it. We can do it with a full stack of marshals at full volume and like blast your ears off while you dance in front of us. Yeah, that's great. But you should be able to strip it down. That is, that's where it really, you test how good it really is. Well, it's evidence in this newest set on newer generation, Tim. Uh, it's such a powerful set, and it's an important statement that you're making as you have done time and time again. I've been curious what activism will look like in the uh, in the post uh, Trump world, and uh, and hearing things like this. I mean, this is this is sort of you know the hopeful spot for me in a time where my God, we've needed to be hopeful for a long time. So thank you for what you're doing. Absolutely, we we have that hope. It's laced in our songs. There's you know our store our songs might take you to a dark place, but they'll never leave you there. There'll be there'll be breadcrumbs on leading you out, you know, and um, that's something that will always be a part of Rise Against because it's a part of who we are. I know it's a part of our community of fans. It was a pleasure talking to you. Congrats on this one, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks to all your listeners. We appreciate all the love. A big old thanks to Tim. The new Rise Against record is called Nowhere Generation. Thanks to you for, uh, again, checking out this episode. Please hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all of the interviews that we put out every single week. New ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. 
Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, including uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along, and uh, be sure to say hi when you do. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.